0: Welcome to Vessels of Kingsgrave, everyone, episode 700, 700. Today we have a few of the curators to just talk through the last 100 episodes and see where we've been, how we got from 6 to 700, and enjoy a little time together before our House of the Dragon preview, which will immediately follow this recording. Um, my name is Kevin. I'm an Uncle Kevin out in the internets. And I'm joined by Adam.
1: Hey, this is Adam also i Drownstone.
0: And Bina. Hey,
2: everyone. It's Bina. 007.
0: Well, here we are. 700. <laughs> well, I think the biggest. So changing from the forums to Discord happened in this 100, right? Oh, that was the summer of 2020. Yeah. So episode yeah, 600 was April 2020. And that was we switched to Discord. I think it was July of 2020. And it's I think that's probably the biggest community change we've seen in the last 100. And it's. I think it's a great one. You know, it definitely changes the dynamic because it's a lot easier to be on Discord, be chronically online all day long when you can have it in your phone, a lot easier to use than the forums.
2: Yeah, back when Craig was working, we could even record over Discord, which was really amazing. Um, Shout out to F.T. Ward, OG podcaster, member of this community, who will always say that he misses kind of losing that history of all the old threads. He used to be kind of like, librarian of the thread so if anyone mentions something he'd send us and say this was discussed you know three years ago in this thread (laughs) which you can't do when you switch to a new format great i think having something that was mobile enabled really helped keep the community fresh for sure
0: yeah i think online reddit has coalesced all the different forms out in the world and for people that want that. And then a lot of them have moved to things like Discord, which is good. But I, that's a good point about the history. I hadn't really thought about it. And it's not just switching formats, but it, it's pretty hard in Reddit or in Discord to go back and find, find prior discussions and things that we were saying three and four years ago. It's a much more sort of in the moment chat
2: I think the other technological innovation um, which coincided with the lockdowns was having our first kind of 24-hour Vox Zooms, the VOCathons. And I don't think any of us made the as a technology or as a software before the pandemic. And this idea when everyone was feeling very socially isolated, the idea that you could have 24 hours where members of the community could just drop in on each other, just have a chat, um, was a really beautiful thing that came out of the pandemic. I was really grateful oh. for.
3: Right. For some oh, people yeah. Been trapped
1: in apartments for, you know, months at that point.
2: So what did we all talk about, given that there was no new book, no new show? What happened?
1: <laughs> I feel like between, like, 600 and 700, it's like, what is it, like, phase four of the MCU post-Endgame? It's like, we're just kind of doing stuff. You know? <laughs> we're just doing stuff.
2: There's there's been a lot of cool stuff. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, 600, I think 603, the Song of Ice and Fire linear reread, which kind of dominated the 500s, came to an end neatly. And then it neatly went into the Witcher reread.
0: That one was a good one because it was half read, half reread. So you had sort of people that had read through it and then some of us that were unsullied going through it for the first time. I mean, that was just a fun series in general. I feel like... Zapkowski had a lot of interesting things to say and probably had more interesting things to say than George in a lot of ways. I don't need to compare him, but, and he could finish his story. So, okay, I'll stop. (laughs) Ouch. It's just sort of interesting how when we do reads and rereads and things, sometimes they just gain and lose energy at different points.
2: But we also saw the return to the fandom, a fan favorite, Shellfish, Peter, our Finnish correspondent, and he created this series of pre I love it.
0: I love when we just have creative energy like that. And I also really like the format of those, which they kind of remind mm-hmm. me of the like the volup dollop format, like where you sort of have one person who's done some research and they're and they're talking to the rest of the crowd about, OK, here's you know, here's this vampire legend from from the 1400s that a lot of a lot of horror and fantasy writers draw inspiration from. And that just sparks a whole conversation from there. Like, I love that format a lot.
2: You also realize just how learned our community is. I mean, people like Sarah, Dr. Blood, who has studied kind of anthropology and has a lot of these these myths are created and transmitted through society really lucky to kind of research deeply either privately or for their job um, and it adds such I think richness yeah then I guess uh, another one that's gone on for a while but that really you notice it when you look through the episodes is the video game um hall of fame which never does total war but nonetheless is valid <laughs> <laughs> But that's not because it brings another voices, right? It's like Katie Lady Griffin comes back for that and you have, you know, different groups of people involved in the different types of cast. Yeah. I think the most recent movie, uh franchise created was Duncan Valchrist. um, who again you know he's studied deeply um, literary criticism and, and film criticism and he started off the world movie Passport um, which was really fun where a few of us get together and watch films from around the world and try and learn a little bit about different film cultures from that I really enjoyed him doing that and how he does it with the small baby I have no idea but I'm very grateful because it just gives you a great excuse to go off and watch films you might not have otherwise found is this our slowest 100 I think it might be uh,
0: at two. But over two years for 100 episodes, but you know, we didn't have a reread of the main series, which those are just a lot of episodes, and we didn't have a TV series within this 100.
2: Yeah, so and when you have a TV show, start getting three a week, because you've got a, a cast, and Dragoncast. Dragon Cast. It yeah. definitely gets the episode count going up. Um, let's talk about this September, like the next 100, because between well, House of Dragons, yeah. The Lord of the Rings. I and mean, our Return to Relevant.
0: One thing that happened in the last 600 is that we attempted to do a fire and blood series, but there were so many people and it was so chaotic that I couldn't even edit the episodes to listen, listenability. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: (laughs) Uh, so upfront. I I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. When I went to edit, Um, I was like, there's like, no matter how much corralling I tried to do, there were just so many people that wanted to be in on it. And then we recorded this. Preview um, a couple months ago, and I've, I'm the world's slowest editor. It's ready to go, and I think it's a good talk through of where the fandom is the things that are in the teaser and trailer, the first couple of them, and what we might see, and the things that we're excited about. The pod starts out kind of more going through those, going through what we had seen to that point, um, and the characters and the actors, and then the last. 20 or 30 minutes really gets into a pretty fast discussion, like where the fandom is expectations and what success and failure will look like for the show. What it'll, we have, we do hit on what it'll mean for the community a little bit, you know, which I do think if the show comes out of the gates hot, we're gonna have we're gonna probably have to how to do multiple episodes each week to cover each show. If if it comes out slow, then we might still have to do that, but for less time because people just want to get yeah. on for a couple of weeks and complain about how bad it is and
1: drop Or maybe off. we could finally do like live watch parties, you know, and people could just hang out in the chat or
0: something. Well that's easy. I
2: think now. the first episode everyone will want to comment on. I think it's after that if it ends up being shitty. I think regardless of what the first episode is like even for people like me who've—I I hate to think if I were to go back and listen to that Game of Thrones final episode review—I just remember it being like 4 a.m. and just feeling so dispirited. Um, but even I want to watch this. I'm excited. I'm voyaging positively, and I think that first episode will probably have a wolf, cast dragon, Cast. Dragon cast. and like you said, it'll be chaotic. And we'll after that, we'll see. Yeah, agree. So, do right, you right. predict that there will be Winds of Winter by the time Book 800? I do. (laughs) I'm optimistic. So
1: if you like gun to my head, I would be like, yeah, but I just won't make any predictions. I'm just over it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I think we'll get. I think we will get something of the winds of the winter someday. Um, That's all. That's all I'm sure of now.
0: (laughs) If there is, it's because we're slow getting to 800, not because.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) it's, it's going
0: to be, under- be
2: getting close. Yeah. Clubs, right?
0: We did say that in like 2017, Adam.
2: But it does sound in the Hollywood Reporter interview where he's talking about what he's done with different characters and how things have moved and he's changed in the writing. It does. It did sound like it felt he was close to it. Like there is in the blog post where it feels like he's so far from it. Like he he hasn't even looked at it. He's just bobbing us off. But this one felt like, yeah, I've actually been wrestling with this in my mind and this is and I've made some decisions and I'm doing this. And I felt OK. It felt the most optimistic I felt for years. And then he got COVID. So I
4: know. oh i
1: don't know how many times could... i feel like he said he's done this or done that and i feel like he has but you know he goes back and changes stuff and and all that i don't know um yeah, I just like, the, mm. he's not really in, too involved in any of the of the fandom stuff, or he's not super involved in this show, it doesn't seem like, so I guess he's kind of focusing on other stuff, maybe. Mm.
2: Like, or I mean, focusing
1: on writing instead of the other stuff. Um, yeah.
2: It probably behooves us to wrap up by just saying a massive thank you to everyone who's listened to the last 100, everyone who's been a podcast person, everyone who's edited, everyone who's just made, even if they've never been on a podcast, everyone who's just made the community such a Joyful and supportive and amazing place during a pandemic. Absolutely. Yes.
3: Um,
0: And I
2: feel like we should say.
1: And the 10 men that are still listening, (laughs) there's more to come.
2: Yeah, exactly. Thank you to the listener. Thank you to the listener.
3: (laughs) Thank
1: you for the listener listener to decide.
2: (laughs) If if listener. If you found us on um, iTunes or anywhere, if you go to vakpodcast.wordpress.com, you'll find a link to the Discord server there to come oh, yeah. us. And-, yeah.
1: and that's where we're at. Yep.
2: yep.
3: Hello, and welcome to Vassals of Kingsgrave, where today we'll be discussing the teaser and the trailer for House of the Dragon in anticipation of the new series on HBO, which is a prequel coming out in August of 2022. We have a large crew today here from Vassals of Kingsgrave. I am Kevin, and Uncle Kevin on the Discord, and I'm joined by Abby.
5: Hi, Abby. Adam. It is
1: I, Drawn Snow, Lord of the Dragon Fort.
3: Casey.
6: This is Casey, Blue Eyed Queen.
7: Matt. Yo. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Michael.
8: This is Michael, uh, Kalwadegi on forums, if we still have those.
3: They are out there. Be call.
9: Hello, Ink Azrain on the places
3: and Xander. Yo Xander who is always last because it starts with a Z. Yes. Yes because my list is alphabetical. I did not put it in that order, but it made itself into that order. So shall we begin? House of the Dragon. We don't we can't really do lemon cakes I don't think for a teaser and a trailer. So if we just want to do like how excited for the lemon cakes we are. How excited for the dragons to jump into it. I'm five because I'm a Targaryen nerd. I don't like cheer for them to win, but I do love stories about them.
8: They are. I'm more excited than I was expecting to be. Like, I think I'll speak for some people that, you know, interest kind of flatlines after a certain event. But like seeing the, the nice production values of the trailers, I'm like, ah, this actually looks pretty good.
5: Yeah, I'm on the same page. Like, I didn't really care about Fire and Blood. I read, like, 50 pages and was like, I don't care about the Targaryens. But I watched the trailer and I was like, wait, this actually looks cool. So I'm excited for some world building, I guess. But I don't really care about the Targaryens. But I, I'm hype. I'm hype, I guess.
7: I, I refuse to get hype on principle. Um, but I like the cast. And... It looks cool, and hopefully they hired some actual writers this time. <laughs> but I, like, I'm I'm optimistic.
3: <laughs> I can't I, know. Quit, I can't quit laughing it. I refuse to get hype on principle.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of been my my feeling about all of these. Um, but uh, but the uh, the last the last trailer teaser, whatever it was, I was like, okay, you know, this is this is you know, I I can be a little excited. This will be fun.
10: I think I'm only like, I'm I'm not like negative, but I'm not excited either. I'm just more okay with that it should be decent enough because not only is there a beginning and an end, but there's major points between, so they just kind of have to make those between parts enjoyable. So it's, it's less of a test than like building something you don't have and a structure and point for.
5: Xander, you just described a plot.
10: <laughs> yeah, and the Game of Thrones show apparently didn't.
5: To be
9: fair, most TV shows don't follow, don't have, or follow a strict uh, A to B to Z plot will happen. But
10: so uh, well, this is unique, and I have absolute reason to bring it up.
9: Uh, I'll go. Um, no, I I think it. I think that's that's definitely a reason why people should be... Nobody has to be anything. But they could be less skeptical um, than they might otherwise be. Um, I think it would be harder, you know, not knowing anything about the pilot that was canceled, really. But, like, that seemed like it was a its own thing, which has positives and negatives. Um, but, like, I don't know. I I was kind of, like, very... Pro this happening for a long time because I I feel like it's a very strong story, and like I just think the material is good, and but you know like it it's hard to theoretically be into something, um, but it's funny because like not it hasn't necessarily been watching the trailers; it's been listening to like other podcasts talk about the trailers, that has really kind of amped up my hype level because I was just like, oh my god, this is like what we used to do. But like,
1: yeah. you know, less mm-hmm. bitter. <laughs> there's like, there's like some people that still have that, have the fresh legs that like, you know, have that, have that enthusiasm. I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is, I mean, this is good stuff. But you know, I yeah, feel I like uh, to... the, uh, the, the canceled series kind of made me like, oh no. Uh, but I guess there's COVID concerns and all that. Like, you, I wonder like, would we have already had some stuff, you know, further along if it wasn't for all that? I don't know.
3: Yeah, well, I so David J. Peterson, who did the languages for Game of Thrones, said at Ice and Fire Con, pretty much said he really likes the scripts for House of the Dragon, and he isn't so keen on the, or wasn't so keen on the, um, what was the show that got canceled? I keep wanting to say Blood Under Moon, Ice the Long Night,
1: bl- Blood, name Blood Moon, yeah. bl- yeah, Blood Moon, yeah, yeah, that's Moon. right. He said those scripts yeah. were, which could have been a disaster.
3: We're kind of mad. Yeah. I'm shocked yeah, well,
8: that they they went with that like even to make a pilot but anyway let's I won't distract yeah, you anymore
3: the, that's okay uh, Casey I think we got everyone type except for yours
8: yeah
6: so trailer wise I I actually got a little bit more excited it, it was you know I I like Matt Smith I think he's great I like seeing him in the show I think that he looks part anyways um, and I think that you know I'm But anytime you see dragons in something, I feel like you just get like a little bit more excited for things. This is a weird way to go, but I am looking for, I'm a little bit concerned that HBO is going a little bit towards um, making a bunch of their shows kind of like, um, you know, kind of how the end of game of Thrones was where everything was kind of like just for shock value at the last episode. And There's one other show that's been very popular on HBO that I don't want to spoil anybody on because it's not the topic. But I felt like they did a similar kind of style to that show that felt very Game of Thrones-esque. And so I'm just scared that that's what this is going to be. And I don't want that to happen. I think that Game of Thrones' strong points were the first few seasons. And, you know, I think I'm also just like still in post cons like depression and like feel like I'm still missing something with that and don't want anything else until that point. But that's a really like depressing way to go with it.
7: <laughs> I mean the the first season is, is likely gonna be all set up and you know, or mostly set up for the actual civil war and like I you know, I've always assumed it's gonna end with the death of the Seras, so I think, you know, to just kind of match that that net energy we got in season one of Game of Thrones.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that's where where they're going with this. It's, and the trailer actually made me a bit more optimistic because it seems like, you know, it, it seems normal. Or like, you know, what I would have thought the trailer would have been if, um, you know, they weren't going for shock value. So I think that, like, I'm hopeful, but I'm, you know still cautiously anticipating
5: <laughs> the, the show.
3: Yeah, I, well, and, oh, oh, go for it, go for it. I was just, I was
5: do we know that it's going to be more than one season? I thought it was a miniseries.
7: No, I mean, yes. the, oh, no, they, are, they are
9: planning on riding this train all the way to
3: Valhalla.
9: I mean, it's like, yeah. All
3: right, Perfect, I'm just yeah. uninformed, yep. ignorant. Yeah, so a, a couple things, I was going to hit a couple things from... The trailer so just for clarity's sake uh the teaser was the one that came out um in march 2022 um i believe and it was the shorter of the two that started with um damon the rogue prince saying gods didn't make us kings dragons did um and the trailer um is the one that's a little about 30 seconds longer it says and at the beginning says brief Mortal life is nothing if not the pursuit of legacy. Um, if I wrote that down right. Um, so that said, well, we might jump in back, back and forth a bit between the two of them. But there was, in terms of the first season, I think that's one of the open questions: is is what exactly, is, or how exactly is it going to work from a timeline perspective? Because we've seen now what appears to be Hall, which would be the Council of 101, which is, a, you know, about 30 years before the Dance of the Dragons. And then we have a lot of shots of young Rhaenyra, young Alicent during the Ceres' reign. We see, we see young Rhaenyra talking to Rainies. We see, we see um, either Rickard or Rickon Stark. That's apparently a point of debate out in the fandom. Uh, Corlys Velaryon and Bormen Baratheon swearing to Rhaenyra as a child. Um, we see Rhaenyra dancing with Damon so that we all can be sufficiently creeped out, um, and a lot of things that are from the rogue Prince more, you know, from that decade before, um, before the Civil War actually took place. So I say all that just to set up. You know, do you, do we want to see a more linear story? Or are we would be happy just kind of having some flashbacks to the to the time when the Viserys, Viserys was still relatively healthy and. The, it was the good times, or what are we thinking? I mean, it, it depends oh, okay. on how. Burn much me out. Oop. Go
7: ahead, man. Sorry, you go, Matt. You sure? I mean, yeah, it de- it depends on how much. Um, you know, if it's re- it's really just like you know, if they have too much to fit in the one ep, just do a one episode in the beginning, then yeah, spread it out and just go back and forth. Um, that is that is something I generally liked. Um, as just like a choice to have, to, to cast both young and old of of Rhaenyra and Alicent, and also to make them like closer in age. I actually like that that kind of change in choice, um, and and so it's something I'm looking forward to in that. So I don't mind having the flashbacks, especially like the swearing at the at the beginning. I think that's really important.
3: Yep, and I do think it seems like there's sort of a setup to go from. Angry Damon storming off in his gold cloak, which it shows in the trailer, which I'd have to assume is from the swearing ceremony or somewhere right around there um, to the point of him you know, becoming her favorite creepy uncle again and and um, them getting married. So it's kind of interesting they've, they've shown both sides of that in the, the teaser and trailer so far. And I think there'll probably be some more some legwork put into how how they move from one place to the other more than just the couple little snippets we got in the books, which were foul. Thank you, mushroom.
9: I think hmm. it's also really interesting to tackle. I mean, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I really I I thought they were doing flashbacks and then somebody was like they could just be telling it linearly. <laughs> and like that's 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 also a valid way of telling the story. Um, also, I think in the trailers, Damon has different lengths of hair at different times. So I think that indicates a passage of time in one direction or other. Um, but I'd really like flashbacks because I think when they're used well, they can be a really sophisticated storytelling technique. And I think for something like a Civil War, like I, when they announced this show, like my, just the title, like my dream was that like, we would start with a conquest, you know, Um and it's funny because there's so many threads that are already in motion of like the end of Jahari's reign and why that's all fucked up and like the whole relationship with Alisane and and everything you know that are that are already in motion that affects very powerfully the events on the ground when the story starts and i think that like the story of a civil war is the story of all of those factors snowballing and you know becoming you know, becoming breaking out into a war, um, and I, I don't know. I just think it would be really interesting to like cut back and forth between you know what the characters are doing in the present and why they are doing that in the past.
8: I feel that there are certain scenes where it is just feels very natural to be, yeah, flashing back to, um, like, the swearing in, like, the, the great council, um, and they would be, like, nice ways to, like, open a certain episode or whatever, um, but I can't, yeah, imagine that there would be a whole heap of them.
9: I mean, I think it would be a lot of, like, relationship stuff, right, like, you know, if, if we start with, actually, I don't think they've, uh, cast an, an Aegon, so that also suggests maybe some kind of time specificness that we're that we're dealing with but like i don't know i just feel like
7: uh, as in the conqueror or no no
9: no uh uh, um elephant's son Kit yeah yeah um king i guess we have to call him but um yeah i i I feel like you know things like the relationship between Damon and Rhaenyra you know I, i feel like that will be very powerfully served with flashbacks and you know understanding why is the uncle and the niece married (laughs) you know and like the whole situation with the Strongs and I I, yeah I don't know I, I just think it's very very potentially very rich
3: yeah well I was just thinking as you were saying that like maybe this isn't this season but definitely like the the season or the episode that rainies dies, if that started with a flashback to the Great Council of 101, that would be. Like, that would be a very poetic episode, but, you know, very poetic way to do that. Oh, yeah. I didn't say at the beginning spoilers. For House of the Dragon, because the books already exist. If you're listening to this and you haven't haven't read The Dance of the Dragons and I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't think. I mean,
5: I have on it, on so point. but I don't care.
10: Um. So what I wanted to say, because like I, I feel like this has been the trend in like television, and movies, the last handful of years, is like disjointed timeline storytelling. Um. You know, whether it's flashbacks or um, how Tarantino do does it where he just splices the various story elements whatever um, and I to be honest I think they might do it more like how George writes a proper Song of Ice and Fire POV where it's not necessarily like he tells you something and then oh you flashback so you get the relevant scene I feel like they're kind of going to Give you the relevant scenes, whether it's a flashback or a whole segment, and then continue with whatever they're choosing is the modern day of the story, if that makes sense.
3: Gotcha. So you're saying you don't think that the flashbacks, it won't be like multiple timelines happening at the same time like it
10: won't be it won't be like it won't be like like, book of boba fett kind of like flashback like oh here's a flashback this is what the episode's about you know it'll (laughs) nobody wants that that's for sure (laughs) exactly it'll be it'll in my opinion i I feel like it might be more um a more natural storytelling way like how george will you know kind of mix it up but it all flows together kind of because it's still one single narrative. Gotcha.
3: So I will say on the, I believe we have some, on the egg on the second point, I believe we have some filming shots of what appear to be the younger, the green boys when they were younger. There's one, I believe is three Targaryen boys walking in their green. Well, those would be the only set of three blonde hair, purple eye boys because the Strongs wouldn't be that. Excuse me. The Valarian dragon rice <laughs> boys. <laughs> but, um, so I, I think we, uh, I don't think Aegon the second has been cut from the story, but I, I haven't seen who is playing the older one. If that's out there somewhere.
9: Oh, that's interesting. I, I didn't think he'd been cut just that maybe they hadn't gotten to that point yet, but, uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. I like that a lot of this is mysterious. It's it's kind of fun.
3: Yeah, when it, I'll say it does look like they haven't done. I was kind of worried there'd be a decent amount of kind of cutting down on the number of Targaryens. And they appear to have gone the route of doing some things to make them appear distinct. So obviously using the they'll use the clothing, um, and then like the Valyrians using the using darker skin to signify them. Which I think will just help from a from a simplification standpoint as a viewer, that not everyone looks the exact same in the Civil War.
9: It's also like they there's such a small detail, but like we all remember the Osha Asha, Yara kerfuffle experience. And like the fact that they didn't change either Rainey's or Rhaenyra's names and we're we're just gonna have to you know, be smart humans about it and recognize different people with slightly similar names, like, that's a small thing that kind yeah. of gives me some confidence.
8: It's like they don't think the viewers are absolute morons. <laughs>
9: <laughs>
6: Imagine. Didn't they change um, Rickon and Rickard? That was like the one thing I saw floating around.
7: So, yeah, I think it's the last thing I saw was that it was just the subtitles were wrong. Oh, interesting. So, like, because he clearly says Rickon. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's just the, sub, the subtitles were off and they didn't they didn't change it. They left it the way it's supposed to be.
6: When I watched it last, I thought I heard Rickard, but I probably... It, it's really close, so I probably heard it wrong. Yeah. I, I
3: think um. that... I think that HBO may have figured out that, like, people don't remember the names anyways unless they've already read them. So might as well uh, just make make the characters look different and they'll be good. So, all right. Um, so other fun things from this discussion. The Iron Throne got beefed up. I, I like this one slightly more. <laughs> yeah, they as long appear as the to dragon doesn't to, burn it. Yeah, they appear to have left it the actual seat alone, and then just added like a big fence row of swords. Well, that looks pretty cool. Like I it, it looks cool. a little taller too. Maybe, yeah, maybe they added a little bit, but. They had to definitely. They had to keep it visually close enough to equal to the Game of Thrones one, and I think they did that. Are there any particular characters anybody's like hyped to see?
5: Um, not characters, but counter to Casey, I am not excited for Matt Smith, and really, it's <laughs> just because he has such a distinctive face to me that anytime he's in anything. I'm like very taken out of what I'm watching because I'm like, oh, it's Matt Smith. I mean, like, also it just has some, I I really don't want to like body shame, but it's something with the fact that he has no eyebrows. (laughs) And I'm just can they just (laughs) tattoo on some eyebrows, draw on some eyebrows, like, come on. And so every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, it's the guy with no eyebrows. And it just takes me out of everything because I'm just looking at the fact that he has no eyebrows.
7: I will say, like on that on that day, because you know, before they released the trailer, they released a, you know a bunch of like character posters, and they all looked really good except for his, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, it's like a weird, creepy looking picture. Um, but like, like in like you know, in, yeah, in actual action, like I thought it looked fine in the trailer. Um, you know, whether it was just like his yeah. demeanor, how he carried himself, or something, I was like, oh, this is this is fine, it's just the poster that looks weird, at least to me.
5: I'm sure I'll get used to it, but just, I just see him, and I'm like, that's, I've never even watched Doctor Who, but I'm like, that's the guy from Doctor Who with no eyebrows, anytime he's in anything, that's just exactly what I think the entire time, but I don't know, maybe I'll get used to it, we'll see.
6: I feel (laughs) like once um, I, yeah, I feel like once I watched Matt Smith in The Crown, I, like, saw him as more of an actor than, like, Doctor Who. So, I think that that helped for me, anyways.
10: I mean, I've known Pat Smith as an actor because I've never really watched him anything, but like the biggest thing for me was just like,
3: that's not Damon. Oh, I I disagree. I think he, well, I don't know if he's not Damon. I don't know if he's Damon or not, but he's very. To me, he's, like, he he looks very standard Targaryen. Like, very severe facial features. I agree he looks...
10: I agree with, like, he does look Targaryen. But I think... I don't know. I always envision Damon as hot, I guess. And, like, I don't find Matt Smith attractive.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Xander. Thank you. I have had so many debates with people about if he is attractive or not. And I'm sorry, Matt Smith, but he's... He's maybe if he had eyebrows. It's it's like right. I, know, I know so many people who have no eyebrows, and Welcome they just draw them on. They just draw them on, or they get them tattooed on their faces. And if my friends can do it, so can he. He's a famous person. He has the money. It's a style. Are, yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: As I said, it's probably a choice. At time,
5: right. Unless he's a drag queen, <laughs> I see no reason for him to have no eyebrows. Okay, he's not, become, weird... he's not drawn on weird. Become
3: bully cats.
5: He's not drawn on weird eyebrows. Just
1: like to say on
10: the record, it has nothing to do with the lack of eyebrows, just personal preference and taste.
1: I mean, he's kind of like a gangly, weird-looking dude, so I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't really speak on like if he's hot or not, but like, I I, I I agree with what Michal said. It was always like, oh, there's there's the doctor, and then like in the Crown, he's actually really good in that, and um, I think the blonde hair is a little weird to me. But I'm sure, you know, after an episode, I'll just
9: be used to it. I mean, it's it's (laughs) not to go too into this, but it is a little bit of that like current crop of like, well, not really current. they are a couple, you know, cycles behind at this point, but like the Cumberbatch, the Hiddleston, like all these people have like very serpentine kind of looks to them with like very prominent cheekbones and like. Populously
4: British.
9: yeah so i i classify smith in that category um i haven't actually really seen anything else that he's been in i didn't watch doctor who or the crown um but he you know i trust that he's a good actor and like i you know basically i'm i'm slightly scared that it's stunt casting just in case but like i don't really think it's stunt casting And okay. also, Damon is morally reprehensible, so it's fine with me if he's not that up
6: looking.
3: Yeah. I, did, <laughs> along those lines, I did love the Viserys actor. I was like, I love when Targaryens, like especially Targaryen men, hit like middle age and just look so washed up and sad. <laughs> like, like yeah, he's just got the whole look of like the guy that still like goes to his high school's football games and talks about the glory days. Uh, and then goes and, like, drinks at the motorcycle bar every Friday night and still talks about the football game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just a sad, sad man in his 50s. Just uh, um, I'll bully some people since we're not bullying Matt Smith anymore. Um, yeah, so a couple other – I'll kind of keep running through things from, the, from these – teaser and trailers um we see a golden dragon flying um i think it's got to be either cyrax or sunfire so that's cool
8: the colors of the dragons are the that's what i'm most excited about um like how do they look compared to each other how do they look in like the dragon fights um do they go like a dull blue or a bright blue um yeah, colors colors that's that's what i'm here for
3: yeah that's i'm all over that like I tessarian better be like the most bright like not ridiculous not smurf blue but like royal some, blue yeah sapphire yeah
6: yeah i, I want to like really the dragons are the thing i'm most excited about because they definitely have the money to do all the things with the dragons and they better do it so i'm excited
3: and it's yeah, no, it, way, it is. No. Go ahead. I, was, I was just say real fast. It's way more relevant that they are distinguishable from one another than mm, than the yeah. three from Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, yeah. Danny's dragons should have been very distinct, and that was a, a
4: disappointment.
3: Ooh. Do y'all think we get Valerian? He's still around. Uh, when when does he, he come the right? In Viserys's
8: reign. Yeah,
3: Viserys' reign. Viserys
8: is the last rider though. of him. Yeah.
3: But he died in Jaheris' mm-hmm. reign, actually. So that that probably was before even the Great Council 101. So probably not happening.
8: Maybe we'll see his skull.
3: Probably, yeah. Um how about a couple things? We, we have the hand pin back. Saw that on Otto Hightower. Um, Otto Hightower had some good face time in the trailer um, telling Allison that they play an ugly game and asking if she has what it takes to win it. Thoughts on Otto and Allison and the Greens in general? Excited just to get uh, more families like Hightowers and
10: shit that we haven't seen on screen
1: before.
3: Yeah? That's true. We haven't seen them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the, the strengths of, you know, kind of the Westeros fiction in general is the, you know, the houses and people, you know, like Baratheons and Starks. And it'll be good to have a series. you got sides. People can pick sides. And maybe you could root for a house that in Game of Thrones maybe you wouldn't have. Um, I think just reviewership in general, that that's a good thing. So, especially new houses.
3: Yeah. I definitely felt like he was channeling Thailand. Like the cadence mm-hmm. that Otto used, like it was all and even the way he sort of stood, it just was all very like channeling Thailand. Like, hey, remember remember this like grandpa that was hand of the king and uh tried to maneuver everything for his family's his family's benefit and his uh his daughter married Mary a king? Like it just, it it felt very like beyond just the story parallels, it felt very um just cadence and delivery, it all was so Taiwanesque.
9: I am concerned that they're gonna make me like or feel bad for elephant, and <laughs> they probably are.
7: <laughs> like... Absolutely. No, I've I've been a fan I'm a big fan of Olivia Cook for a while now. I mean, ever since like Thoroughbreds. Um, and so, yeah, definitely something I'm looking forward to.
9: And also just, like, I feel like they're, they might play into the, like, much younger woman marrying a much older king and, like, kind of delving into some of that. That, you know, is, uh, interesting, dramatic material, but also, like, sympathetic making for a woman who, in the book, I don't have a lot of sympathy for. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: She definitely was pressed to be a political actor from a very, very young age, which so is Rhaenyra, right? So it, that, I mean, that in and of itself is pretty traumatizing and tough. So I'm hoping it's, you know, we kind of are in that situation where we cheer for all of them sometimes and hate all of them sometimes.
7: Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously some some Anne Boleyn in that character. So.
3: so just other quick things. We do get a quick shot of the of Blackfire in Viserys' hand. So, unbridled hype for that. I don't know if there's anything to say about that other than it looks like we'll get to see Blackfire and Dark Sister on screen, and that's exciting to me.
6: Maybe we'll get to see how dragons are made.
3: There is, yeah, there is a shot of, of an egg over coals. Um, we don't I believe Damon's in that shot, so it's it's likely when he took the one for Masaria for his unborn child, is my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a shot mm-hmm. at the beginning of the teaser, I believe, where he's carrying that. Um, or that's at the beginning of the trailer. So it looks like that whole timeline's there. And then I think, I don't know if that's Masaria that is like running at someone with a knife in the throne room. I think it's Alice. Yeah, it looked like... Yeah,
8: a, I thought it was, it was Alice. Alice. Oh, uh,
3: that makes sense. So it's like the small council, probably.
8: Cool. I was assuming that this was the knife used to slash out Eamon's eye, but I could be completely wrong.
3: Oh, yes, that it's the... Um,
7: I've read oh, right. it's, it's the, the cat's cat pod dagger, Jesus Christ. That is, I mean, like, that's one of the few things that annoys me. Where it's just like why is that there?
3: It was a dumb Go thing off.
4: in Game mm. of
3: Thrones. Go off. I mean I like it, but I just want to hear the, the unbridled anger. No, I just I just don't I just <laughs> don't like that. Like basically I you know, they it, it was
7: just, you know, it was a stupid plot line in the bad parts of Game of Thrones. So it like I just don't like that they're putting connective tissue towards like the bad parts of that.
1: just Just for like the scab
7: yeah just for like the sake of connect because it's like it's just for the sake of connective tissue that's not needed yeah Yeah, I mean I
9: kind of I I kind of enjoy that I mean I didn't recognize it I'm not like that visually familiar with every everything but like and I I get that frustration but I'm kind of like well it's something that logically the Targaryens probably would have had so like I'm kind of into that, you know, as long as it's not necessarily like long lingering shots on this dagger, like wink, 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 you know, and it
4: just
9: <laughs> happens to be a thing that is used in the plot. Um, and could have been any other dagger, but happened to be this one. Cause that's what, whoever it is who attacks Aemon, fine. You know, happened to find um, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm good with it, it, de- it. I guess it'll depend on how they handle it.
8: Is it an Easter egg or not? It's right. so, a so, dragon's egg. Uh, well, ooh. I, was about
3: to, I was just about to say, so if it has a dragon bone hilt and she's got it before the Dance of the Dragons, the only, I mean, the only, the most likely bone source is Balerion, right?
8: Or Amaraxes.
9: Or they brought it uh, yeah. with them from Valyria. That could also be.
3: Yeah dark i guess using in animals if you if you like the dragons and think of them as majestic using their bones for anything is kind of (laughs) sad so um well i mean i kind of figured they just because they only keep the heads
10: as trophies so like whatever else they'd probably save and use for other things kind of like native americans and you know bison herds
3: that's true targaryens are known for their thriftiness wow I really thought that was funny. I, thought that was- <laughs> <laughs> I, really I feel like
4: we
7: all collectively just just like decide don't laugh at this. <laughs>
1: so like fuck
5: you. Kevin, me. <laughs> I laughed. I was just hey, muted. I laughed, like- but I was
1: muted. <laughs> yes, you got us. You got us. So like, no one's no one's mentioned the best part of the trailer, right? How oh. like, the, the Iron Throne actually looks like super imposing now. Yeah, we talked oh, about that. Like, that was brought up earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> like, no,
7: go that, on. <laughs> we haven't mentioned the men will literally do anything else except go to therapy line. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh,
3: yes. But men will burn the realm down. Talk about random sports, sports players for
5: hours
7: start team baratheon's
1: got a strong defense this year
7: <laughs> miami has 69 points right now nice nice Yep. Yeah, we'll, nice. uh, we'll
3: go ahead and start assigning um we'll go ahead and start assigning song of Ice and firehouses to nba teams as another way to avoid therapy apologies to Hall Casey, and Abby. Fantasy
1: Fantasy Westeros, let's start uh, betting on dragons in a new show. Because who you knows, it might not play out like the books, right?
4: <laughs>
1: Alright, uh, I got a couple other
3: things that I wrote down real fast. So, uh, there's a scene where a, a shot where a coffin it looks like, or a sarcophagus is pushed into the water. They may think of um, As I Lay Dying, um, but... I don't think they were channeling a William Faulkner book, um, maybe, but I'm assuming that's either Lainor or Lena Valarian, Vel- since it wasn't someone who was burned. It appeared to be a funeral. Got to be one of those two, I would think. We get to find out what color Vagar is. Who's hype about that?
8: I'm dying to know. Actually, I'm really excited. I'm yeah, guessing I it's I always not going to be. He was
7: green I, I didn't realize we didn't know <laughs>
8: he's the one of the original 3 we don't know it's 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 like oh, oh wow. my god i have yeah, always, that
7: always, always... That it's yeah, I've always <laughs> assumed <laughs> he was green <laughs> I, I never realized that
8: oh yeah yeah it's a she <laughs> oh oh
1: yeah if, uh, yeah if she's if 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 uh, yeah if if it ends up being orange i'm going to be like yes <laughs>
8: Considering that Vega I mean, is going to be fighting uh, Meli's the Red Queen and Caraxi's the Blood Worm, I'm guessing they're probably not going to make her red. That's my guess.
1: That's probably
3: yes. safe. I, I would, I think the thought in in terms of green is just that Danny's dragons are essentially black, green, and white, and we know that, we know that valerian is black and and um that maraxis is kind of white creamish along those lines silver silver okay so the i think the thought is they would line up drag danny's dragons would to the original three from the conquest but they don't have to that's just a think i think thing people kind of guessed but <laughs> i'm excited it could be anything it could be it could be purple. There's no There's none of them are purple. Pink. <laughs> yeah. It's well, the Samuel
9: Sunfire. L. Jackson of the
3: uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sunfire has a good amount of pink in. Um, it's like gold with pink wings, so that could be cool. Um, very excited for just that she, character. She looks. In general. She looks incredible. Wait, what oh, is the one I'm forgetting? I only watched it the one time. Men would sooner put the realm to the torch than have a woman as their queen or ruler,
7: ruler or on the throne, something like that.
3: Okay, yeah. so it is literally
10: just men would rather than go to therapy. Yeah, it it is a very very
7: clear nod.
5: <laughs> Listen, that line is there so HBO can show boobs and say that they are fighting sexism.
4: They're <laughs> empowering boobs.
5: So that's that's something I actually wanted to bring up because
9: like obviously there's, there's going to be nudity there's going to be sex there's going to be crazy violence but like I feel like one of the few ways this show can like really quickly go off the rails is if they engage in the kind of like dehumanizing sexualization and like violent sex like you know like a like rape or whatever like again I'm not I'm not saying that violence and sex is off the table but I I feel like there was a certain quality of, like, not character, but just you felt very gross watching stuff on Game of Thrones because it, you felt like you were trying to be shocked or titillated or both. And I feel like if they can avoid that thing that makes people go like, oh, I just felt like I was watching Game of Thrones, I felt gross, then they'll be in a fairly decent position.
8: I feel like these riders will be smart enough to avoid that kind of gratuity. Uh, but I guess we'll see.
7: About say, like, I've always assumed that was very much a, a D&D thing um, where they were, <laughs> you know, 95% of that. So like without them, it just naturally has to go down. But but yeah, but but, but in general, I'm, I'm assuming that the, you know, Behind the scenes, people are just in general better for this.
5: Well, I Maybe think they have some women
9: on the right <laughs> staff. That's yeah,
5: that, that could that be too. one thing, but like also, and like I was quite young when Game of Thrones came out. I when did it first say was 2012? Uh, 2011. Was okay, yeah, so I, I was 12, so I'd never seen anything on HBO in my entire life. And like I'm watching Sopranos right now, and there's a lot of boobs, and like that was late 90s, but I do think that Game of Thrones kind of did set a standard for HBO. I mean, someone could correct me because, again, like I'd never seen anything on HBO before then. So, like, I don't know how gratuitous nudity was. But um, I do feel like Game of Thrones had this, like, I guess, not quota. I can't think of the right word, but a something to live up to because they were known for the show that was, like, sex, violence, nudity and stuff. And I think now hopefully they don't need to have that to because they, they've established themselves because – I mean, I don't don't watch that much HBO, but I do. I mean, I know Casey said watch Euphoria if you want to see dongs or something. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. I've never seen Euphoria. Yeah. You want to see some dick
6: go to Euphoria? Okay.
5: So I don't know. (laughs) Never mind. Maybe every HBO show just needs to have random nudity for them to be like, it's HBO. But I I do think that something about Game of Thrones was that was everybody knew this was the show for like boobs and violence. Yeah, it's part of the brand. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe that's just because it was an HBO show. But to me, that's... I mean, I think that's kind <laughs> I mean, of HBO's that's... brand, you know,
6: because, yeah. um, you know, Abby, you, you, you officially made me feel old because I'm like, well, there was True Blood. That was like my life for mm-hmm. a few years. <laughs> and that was very, you know, I didn't watch the later seasons, but it was more like fun. Um, and then Game of Thrones kind of took a bit of a dark turn where I feel like they kind of exploited some things and went off book for the thrill of it um i don't know what they'll do here i think that part of what they like about game of thrones is that even if it was bad everybody talked about it and so i wouldn't be surprised if they do something like
2: it's
6: a over i don't net. i hope they don't but like you know i wouldn't be surprised
1: yeah i feel like the thing with hbo is like what you don't have in other countries was, like, being able to have, like, nudity or even, like, curse words until probably the, you know, mid-2000s or whatever. You couldn't say, like, shit and fucking stuff, except for on premium services. So that was sort of, like, you'd go to HBO, and you'd have the Sopranos or whatever, and they'd have all the curse words. and Oh, there's boobs. And, you know, it was sort of casual, but, like, that was part of the, um, I guess, like, sort of part of the selling point. But I don't know. Like, some shows got really gratuitous with it, like, you know, Game of Thrones, just... You know, Picel, Entourage, but a lot of other shows, it was more just kind of, it was there and just like let like, you know you were watching something where like they didn't have limits.
5: Yeah, I guess kind of going back to our pre recording discussion where we were talking about skins, I remember watching skins as a kid and like there's a couple scenes with boobs and I was like, what? This is what it's like in England. They can just have this on TV and oh, it's I okay. Yeah. And so I guess um, I see what you're saying is it is they, because you still can't have that on a non-premium channel in the United States, so I get I get what you're saying. You can, have,
1: you can do more and more like FX and stuff, and you get late night and like the, yeah. the, there has been some nudity and whatnot, but um, I feel like Netflix, said, like Stars and uh, what's the other one have like really pushed like gore and like go watch like Spartacus or some of those shows, and you're like, oh yeah, they're they're really pushing like what they can do. Whereas HBO still mostly tried to like not, not make it all about that. But then sometimes you're like, yeah, it's excessive.
5: Well, I mean, yeah, even I when I'm watching The Sopranos, success. sometimes I'm like, oh, they're just in the the strip club because they want to be able to be like, look, boobs.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
9: guess I'm I'm kind of wondering how much of, how much of the brief for the show, is the like, and in the pilot and in the first six episodes. You need a moment, at least, where people are going to be like, oh, this is like Game of Thrones. You know, like, th- there's a certain, like, identity factor that I think, I hope they don't feel a, like they have our, to establish, but, you know, that... Or plucky
1: they... sex worker gauze.
9: Yeah, yeah, they, they I mean, they might, like, <laughs> they have plenty of opportunities, like, wasn't Damon... I'm like King's Landing. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Her yeah, name I'm, is, I'm sure is Damon S-O-R, S-O-R like
9: instead of R-O-S. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's going to be...
1: It's not Damon and Dan, so I don't know, but I do feel like there's going to be some sort of, like, this is the random made-up character, like, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know, but do you feel like they're going to have, like, we have to have a little finger, we have to have a bar, is it, like, Do you think they're going to, like, try to push that kind of formula too much and then ruin it, or...?
7: No, I don't think. It, I don't think a that. I mean, is it's different. So, isn't
1: that formula kind
10: of innate in the source material though? Because yeah. like there's a you know, the some of, well, some of that there is the hand yes. of the king. You know, and they all kind of do play the same roles. You know,
8: but they're what not carbon this, like, the copies of each other. they are... yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, what can, is it, Laris? Same, but... Guys, guys, Laris isn't Varus George is more creative than that. <laughs> but, but, uh... that I would
4: forgive <laughs> <sure laughs> them if they
9: changed that name, actually. Is he, though? <laughs>
1: what if they just cast the same actor?
6: <laughs> so many questions. That'd be great. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's everywhere. Varys
5: Var- <laughs> Var- is no longer a mermaid. He's an immortal mermaid. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> fire can kill bam, a mermaid.
4: mermaid. <laughs> Ever living.
5: Yeah.
9: Oh man. I I mean, if they were gonna recast someone, I I was actually really hoping that they would cast Harry Lloyd as somebody, because I thought he was great, and he's very nice to look at. That's one you can nice without at.
1: like anyone really, be, you know what I mean? Because some ancestors are like, oh, you're the spitting image of your grandfather. And he was only in the first season, so. I'm barely. I mean, he was in like yeah.
9: five, six episodes, so.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, he, he had probably less than an hour of screen time, right?
5: Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I
1: think that part right. of worked really well, and he's great.
5: I mean, I'm going to be expecting some cameos from the original cast. Like, I don't mind, but I'm sure that there will be some random cameos, but. As long well, as they're not um, like,
1: look, this if is the person. Is in flea bottom. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, like, as long as they're not like, oh, hey, like random person walking down the street, zoom in and it's, you know, like Maisie Williams or whatever. Like, I, as long as it's not that. But if it's like, you know, they're there, whatever, you know, there's only so many actors in the world, you know, and it's it's sometimes fun to be able to be like, hey, that person. I, I admit that the, so, yeah. uh, the northern accent made
9: me. Not cringe, but go a little bit like, "All oh, right, that thing. <laughs>
3: we,
5: we still do that, I guess.
3: <laughs> yeah. Very Scottish.
5: Uh, I don't want... Uh, my campus, yeah. Rebbitson, was from North England, and she could do the best Jon Snow impersonation. It was amazing. I loved it.
3: <laughs> you loved it, but you did not All go you got to do is brood. The, um, there is one actor recast and it was I cannot think of his name. They played Hugh of the Veil vale, um, the guy that the mountain eviscerates and, Fair uh, enough <laughs> and, and, uh, Are
1: we counting that?
3: <laughs> yeah, he's in it. I mean he's got like 30 seconds in Game of Thrones and then he's yeah. um, he's playing the Lannister twins, right? The the brothers Oh. How
1: many people uh, in Game of Thrones though played like 10 different guards?
3: <laughs> like
10: that happened. Minor yeah,
1: performers like just played a bunch of different
3: random people. that Happened a bit. The he's, um, he's playing both ones. Well, the the guy that played Night king didn't he also play one of the Gregors?
1: Uh, with, uh well, because there were two different actors for that as well.
3: There were three for Gregor. No, for
1: Night King though. I think. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. I don't remember which one. I don't think the last one was this. Was I think the first one to have played? Maybe he I don't know who he played. He played someone else, yeah. or he might have been like one of the one of the Mountain's Men. I don't remember. Yeah, but
4: anyway, tangent. I know like the,
1: after the Game of Thrones show, they had a uh, what was it called? Like the Last Call, or they had something, you know, going over, kind of wrapping up the series, and they they went over some of the. Um, Extras that have been like all over the place. They were like, oh, yeah, I played a Stark and a Lannister and, a, <laughs> and I was a breath. You know, like, just, just like, yeah, they just were like, yeah, they just show up and put on whatever armor they wanted.
3: Thanks.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, like that one redheaded guy that they got that played a Lannister yeah. card. Insane. Yeah,
1: there were a couple of them. They were uh, a Con of Thrones. <laughs> I few years
8: no, I don't,
3: think Ed she- I don't think Ed Sheeran was a Con of
1: Thrones. No, We
8: were all red on red mute red again, red again. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
1: the extras. <laughs> Although, how do you know he wasn't? You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even recognize him. Not in that outfit. <laughs> Just a random Lannister soldier. Could be anyone. <laughs> Everyone gets so mad about the Ed Sheeran, but like, think he didn't sing. Like, if suddenly he was like, you know. He did sing. No, but like, he didn't sing like Ed Sheeran songs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Sing in shape like, of like, you. <laughs> yeah like if, if he was like singing something and it had like that kind of poppy modern beat i'm like oh god but i'm like ah, I love you know, it's the fine. stark in you yeah yeah that, that would have been a bit much but <laughs> it was fine oh my gosh they were you all know, right they were just sort of running out of things to do <laughs> all right well um
3: I don't know if there's any other deep thoughts I did. I'll add that I like how the the teaser started with Damon in that dungeon with a dragon, and the trailer ended with it. Um, I, don't I don't know if y'all know that, this, but Damon figure and, and dragons will be important in this story. So, any other any other thoughts before we wrap up?
10: I have a question. Do you guys think <clears throat> we'll ever get? Any Blackfire shows or we're only going to get the Blackfires through the Dunkin'
3: Egg show? I don't know that there's enough material. Like you'd have to have a really good writer to actually do the Blackfire Rebellions with the material that we have, I feel like.
8: I guess if you went to um on the Fourth's reign, kind of similar to what they're doing now for the setup of the Dance of Dragons. It's just minus the dragons. But then you have like 17 years before like the actual war happens, so just like lots and lots of setup.
9: Yeah, that's a very difficult story to tell. I, I feel like I feel like Duncan Egg is actually the best way to tell the way it. the dance
1: was. Yeah. Yeah, Duncan Egg would be
9: well, they're yeah, they're supposedly is. making one, but they're supposedly making a lot of
3: things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The nine sequels that were in development you
3: now. Yeah. But they, you know, they're going to make a ton of these. Like, I just don't see this dying off anytime soon.
9: Especially so. if House of the Dragon is a hit, which I think it could be.
8: Yeah, I oh, that's it. the that's the burning question. Can you can you wind up the crowd sh- after after shitting the bed? Yeah,
1: right. If it comes out I mean, strong, especially people that aren't familiar with this story, yeah. I mean, absolutely.
10: Yeah, because I mean, how many episodes would it take to hook the people that were burned from
1: and all of you, all, all of it you, takes, now, all of you? What? Maybe two episodes. The people that were burned the strongest were the people that were like the most invested in the fandom, right? The filthy casuals were like, "Oh, you know, hey, I thought that kind of ended poorly. Eh, It was a little lame," and then they moved on like the next day.
6: Well, (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of people that I mean, yeah, they had to watch
8: Tiger King. Come on. Hmm. I met someone who said that they thought season eight was pretty good, and I was like, "Oh wow."
1: Oh, I know a lot of people like that. They're
6: like, yeah, man, it's been awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. My dad man. actually. He's, yeah. You know, he, he's uh, he doesn't, he hadn't read the books, but he watched the whole series after it was already done during COVID. And he absolutely loved every second of it, even the ending. And I was like, I, I remember watching, um, episode three of the last season with him. And I was like, don't you think that was a letdown? He was like, no, that was amazing. And I was just like, Oh, no.
9: (laughs) You know what? People like that, uh, uh, they live longer. Oh, I hope so for him.
10: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I think this definitely was the one to try to win people back. Like, it's the most teed up story with... So many parallels to Game of Thrones that are just easy to draw. You know, the, I mean, we Matt was upset about the cat's paw dagger, um, but like, there's there's a ton of that stuff that's just easy connective tissue to do, um, and make people, you know, just make the casual viewer go, you know, you know, Otto High Tower really does remind me of Tywin. You know, he, he's really like a Tywin. You know, and there makes it sort of easy for. Getting people back engaged, I feel like this one. And yeah, high on dragons and see about tits.
10: I mean, it's but it's kind of the same way that we would read. We as like a Song of Life and Fire fans would read this material for this first time. It's like, oh yeah, I was high. Otto he, he kind of does remind me of something you know, yeah. So I, I, I agree yeah. with you. There is enough connective tissue, even with like a recognizable prop that like it's. It will be similar enough, but far enough from the story of Game of Thrones that I think people will give it
1: that chance. But that's the thing. It's not like, like Robert's Rebellion, where, I mean, I know a lot of people wanted that, and I'd like to see that at some point, where it's like, I feel like that would be too much rehashing too soon. Like, we already know a decent bit about that, even in the show. And it's like yeah. the characters you go, oh, that's Ned. That Ned doesn't live up to my Ned. You know, like this... Is like, it's, oh, it's the direwolf, but it's like, hey, this is a completely different direwolf. What's, you know, what's going on? And there's more dragons and, you know, people love the dragons. So I I think, I think this is their best chance to have another kind of breakaway series for however long they can keep it.
9: I also think, like, this is going to sound sad, but, like, it's kind of our demographic that might be part of determining the fate of the show, right? Because if, like, us, th- There are certain people in our demographic who have been or, like, near us who were big Game of Thrones fans and are so burned that they're never coming back. Like, just as a matter of principle, they're not doing it. Right. And then you have a lot of people in the more casual who were, like, maybe they hated the last season or they were indifferent to it. But, like, I feel so. I feel like the the general the people who have some links to the intense fandom like what the we transmit gonna is going to be, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the tastemakers, as we'll call ourselves. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, it has exactly. nothing to
9: do with actual reviews. I'm sure that no, will be irrelevant,
1: <laughs> But I, I feel like, well, you know, they t- they used to talk about, you know, the water cooler talk and all that. But I feel like you're, you are right. Even people that liked the show and, like, even enjoyed the last season and all that, but, like, we're like, oh, well, that's I'm done with it. You know, they might be like, well, I don't know, if I, I don't know what this is. I might want to check it out. So the people like us that'll show up to the office and oh man, House of the Dragon Man, it's three episodes in. Oh man, this is crazy. And then they go, oh, you know, I'll have to check that out. You know? Um, yeah. you know not, th- not that they're I don't know. against I d- it, but... I tend to think Game of Thrones
3: has enough name recognition and that the casuals are going to know about it. Um, oh,
9: yeah. they're going to know about it. It's just yeah. whether they're in a, well, a fascinating position where where they have all of the good stuff. They have They have they don't, almost don't need to advertise because it's Game of Thrones. And right. yet, also, people might not watch because it's Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah. And we're yeah. we're in the streaming age where stuff sneaks up on you, too. You know? Like People are like, oh, yeah, the final season of Ozark's out. You're like, wait, it is? And it's been out for two weeks. And then you go watch it, you know? So, like, people don't pay as close attention to marketing and all that um, as they used to, I feel like.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think,
1: I don't want to over-inflate
3: our... <laughs> Sense of no, no. I mean, not, the, yeah, that uh, was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah. I,
9: I yeah. definitely don't mean that people are going to be listening to us. I just feel like, I mean, the, the, the type of person of that from, will bring people in. Yeah, like, but yeah. the first couple of seasons, like Game of Thrones, didn't have like press interviews and stuff until the third season, which is a big part of how networks usually promote their shows. And like, it's you know, we're obviously starting on like a completely different level at this point. Right. I I feel like if you get that base, then it's a lot easier to like ignite the other people, as opposed to like the people who are like, what do you mean? I don't like fantasy. I don't want to watch dragons and you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. Cause even the first couple of seasons, the, like the podcast and just like the kind of the community and people just talking about it kind of wasn't as much, wasn't what it is now. Um, and I remember like, I mean, I hadn't read the books or anything and there was an article, I forget what it was, but uh, it was like, Hey, the next, you know, the next, great whatever series about to come and, you know, detailed, here's the books and here's the show and it's coming, it was, like, a week before the show aired. And I read this whole thing, like, oh, wow, this sounds really exciting. Like, I didn't really know much about it. But I feel like it was still, like, super low-key. You were like, okay, I'm, like, watching this nerd show. Like, you know, you weren't going to go into the office being like, man, they just, hey, did you see this this like, the, this, this night show with, like, the, the different houses and they got dragons and wolves and shit? And they're like, okay, calm down, nerd, you know. So okay. I, I felt like that wasn't the conversation right away the first season, you know?
6: Yeah, but, like, even, like, when Game of Thrones was at, at its peak, like, there were the three people in my office, including myself, who would be like, oh, did you see it? Like, it was so good, or it was so terrible, or I can't stand th- these people, and then, like, there were, like, the five people that were like, or, like, everybody else in the office was just like, oh, they're talking about Thrones again. Oh, well, I, I don't get know, back to, it,
4: it, see, it felt like... Gotta get
6: back, back to Bachelorette. At least talked about it, but
1: there were a lot of people that uh, I wouldn't that, that like do, do not do genre stuff at all. That would be like, you know, they'd come to work wearing the like, you know, Game of Thrones scrub hats and they would like be like, oh yeah, man, I'm all about that Game of Thrones. And I'm like, really? I'm like, do you know, like, you, do you know, these things exist, you know? Like, they were the kind of people that didn't really seem into it, but they got really into this show. You know, they got swag and all that. So I don't know. I
3: mean, Game of Thrones took my dad who. Like his favorite show ever was The Big Bang Theory, and after Game of Thrones, he watched every medieval period piece. I mean, he, my, my dad—he's like watching. Texting it. Me, he's,
1: text, he's texting me about Versailles. Like, he's watching that Orlando Bloom one in, in Jerusalem. Yeah, like The Last Kingdom, he's all about. So there was a, a
3: big cultural effect. Yeah,
1: like Vikings came out, Last Kingdom. Like those, I feel like those are been. You know, fairly popular too. I mean, With everybody's
6: proud. everybody's really into Bridgerton right now. I'm sure, like as a period thing, it's
9: gonna be what it's gonna be good for the costumes and the yeah.
4: But I think
5: I'll
9: watch Bridgerton.
5: I think the Game of Thrones yes. is a harder <laughs> sell because, Lord Targaryen oh. court. <laughs> <laughs> I think Game of Thrones is a bit of a harder sell though because it's fantasy. Because it's like my dad loves historical, like he likes like Marco Polo and. I can't think of any other shows, but he likes all those like b- violent historical shows, but he could never watch Game of Thrones. I tried so hard to get him to watch it. and He was like, oh, fantasy. I can't do it. So I don't know.
1: I was just waiting for Gandalf to show up?
5: Well, like, I, I think it's yeah, even though it is this epic, it is also people are like, oh, it has dragons, so it's for nerds. Yeah,
6: but Game of Thrones is, like, fantasy light, because, like, you get a lot of people who are just, like, ooh, political discourse. Like, right. you know, it's it's not like, you know, I watched one of the, but I think they, it was one of the Hobbit movies, and the dragons started talking, and I was like, I'm done. I, I can't do <laughs> that. That was oh too God. far. <laughs> but
1: but they, talk about, they talk about spells and magic, but no one's being, like, like, you know, chanting weird shit and drawing circles and... Like you know, you're like, oh yeah, we're doing spells, and they're just like forging swords. You're like, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> the dragons are like the most magical thing, and you know we kind of get a few of those. But
9: the thing is, it's really easy to forget like how how quickly, relatively, nerddom has become like extremely accessible. Like yeah, when Game of Thrones came out, it was a nerd show. You know what else came out in like 2010, 2011? Like or I guess. 2008 was Iron Man like you know and that like the the MCU was kind of like barely underway um Avengers came out in 2012 yeah 2011
1: was like Thor and Captain America and like those were just sort of and those weren't even like super popular right like
9: yeah yeah they the MCU was not the MCU and Game of Thrones was not Game of Thrones so I think it's it, it it's interesting I guess that We're getting to kind of replay all that, but in, you know, in in the the geeks have inherited the earth world, you know.
3: Yeah.
5: Listen, anime is becoming mainstream. Nothing is right in this world. Everything (laughs) is going on fire.
3: (laughs) All right. Well, this has been (laughs) our coverage of...
5: The fire!
4: <laughs> Everything is terrible! <laughs>
6: Everything
5: sucks, these
4: customers. Everything's on fire,
6: so this show might we be didn't start the fire. <laughs>
4: uh.
6: All you, right.
3: uh, started the fire! Just kidding, it was Allison.
6: One time when Greg was drunk, he sang that song word for word in front of my dad, and it was really funny.
5: When <laughs> I was 11, we put on—we were doing Greek mythology for my English class, and we had to put on a play, and my English teacher rewrote that entire song to be about Greek mythology, and I still know it. That's I don't know
3: that I've ever hated a teacher more oh in my
5: God. this moment.
3: Oh, my God. You're going to have to text us those lyrics sometimes.
5: I don't know if I, if you guys are going to diss my my third grandma. I don't know if I can do this, okay? okay. I love uh, I love my sixth-grade English teacher. She's like my third grandma.
3: Text everyone except for me. <laughs> I'll, I'll bear the punishment <laughs> for my behavior alone. All right. Um, House of the Dragon, we loved it. We we're going to love it. No choice, right? Anything else anyone has to say? Are we wrapping this up?
6: I'm excited for some potential uh, lemon cakes.
3: I'm
10: more excited now that we've talked than I was when we started.
5: I'm excited to have something to talk about with people.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you move to the woods.
5: I'm <laughs> excited I to, to that
6: have. I'm excited to have a chance to go to New York City with Mihal and uh, go to another bar and totally destroy their local trivia. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs>
9: <laughs> Those God, there, there had been We're like people government. who had been like winning every week. I think yeah. they've been winning like two years. Who <laughs> <laughs>
5: are like, these people?
4: <laughs> but a
5: was this like Game of Thrones trivia or like regular
6: yeah, trivia? It was Game of Thrones trivia oh, okay. before watching the show on Sunday and these people had been I winning for like win. the past two seasons and like we won the last one
9: and so it was I that, season like, seven, right? That we were yeah. there for the finale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry guys. You ruined their lives. No. <laughs> they probably still hate us.
4: Yeah.
3: As punishment
1: oh, they old have old to old. listen to
3: this podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Get <wrecked> nerd. <laughs> this, is the only,
3: this is the only song of ice and fire podcasts are allowed to listen to is us.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh no, that's
5: such a punishment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's cruel that's cruel and unusual.
3: <laughs> oh man. Uh we don't have a constitution anymore. Um
5: Oh I know. i I better be getting an A on my con law exam. I better be getting and my family law exam.
3: <laughs> uh um, okay, we third try. We're ending. Hot D, House of the Dragon. Everyone get hype. Vassals of Kingsgrave. We just talked about it. Thank you for listening. I'm Uncle Kevin. I had eight other wonderful hosts, and I don't have the list in front of me, and I'm a monster, but love them all. Come find us on Discord. Vassals of Kingsgrave. Woo!
9: Ooh, we'll be in, in August, August. guys.
3: Done. Um, we will have coverage after each week after every episode of House of the Dragon starting in August okay.
6: 2020. Uh, okay. Kevin, don't oh, promise yeah. that. Whatever when, it is.
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, we will.
1: When yeah, we get to $1,000, i am optioning the podcast story to HBO.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Adam wisely bought the rights at episode 186.
4: That's right. by rights. <laughs>